You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. So many of you know that I have been on this wonderful journey of being and becoming, but being a professional speaker. And so the program that I joined, super awesome. And you never know those sales calls that you do, she might actually find a friend who becomes a future podcast guest. So I am so excited. That's the short and very cheesy version of how we met and connected. But she has a lot of awesome things um, to share with us today. But welcome to the show, Brittany Richmond. Oh my gosh. So excited to be here. And I love how we met. It's it's such a random thing. Sometimes you're like, yeah. oh, this is great. How many of us ignore the sales calls that we do for these programs? Whether you buy or don't buy, we're all like, here we go. I know. And then sometimes you're like, this person is actually cool. Like, okay. Yeah. We'd be friends outside of here. Even if I don't buy your stuff, like right. <laughs> I have to buy your stuff to be friends. <laughs> right. Like, can we just be friends in real life. So I love seeing your journey. Obviously, as I like dive into the speaker world, it's been nice to know that there's another person out there um, that does this stuff, you know, just as much, but um, you're a great person. What you talk about is great, all the things. So I'm so excited to have you on the show and really share not only your story, but a really awesome message with today's audience. I'm happy to be here. I think it's so great what you're doing, helping, you know, just interviewing people, getting their stories out there. Cause I'm a real firm believer in, you know, people's stories are sometimes other people's survival guides. And if we don't get them out there, you know, like they just kind of stay there and we could be helping other people with whatever kind of story that you have or experience you've been through. So I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. So before we dive in, I keep talking about like how great you are, but I haven't told anyone what to do or what it's about. Um, but before we even dive into that stuff, I believe that we all need to bring all of who we are to the table. And so where a lot of us are multi-passionate, but only share one aspect of that into the brand or business that we operate. So what is that thing that you're super passionate about, but is not necessarily what we see all the time on your social media or your website? Honestly, it's gotta be my love for old music. And I know that's kind of a random thing to say, because I, I, if you, like, like you said, you see in my stories, I, I used to be a lot more into fitness branding and, um, other parts like my cat, obviously I'm a huge cat lover. I love my family, all the things, but it's not something I, I talk about often, but it's definitely a major part of who I am is older music and music has the ability to change moods, behavior, move people, help people, inspire people. And I don't think we talk about those little things enough. We talk about personal development a lot. You know, people listen to podcasts and YouTube videos and, you know, read personal development, self-help books. I mean, there's a bunch behind me right now, but we don't talk about the power of, you know, notes and music and sounds and how they can change the physiology of our brain and change our emotions. And it's definitely 
old school music that does it for me. So a big part of my brand is like vintage band t-shirts and I wear them all the time when I speak. And part of that reason is because it's for my own self-confidence. I know what these musicians and these bands, I mean, I'm wearing one now have done for me as a person and growing into who I am. I mean, everyone can think of that song or like you hear a song and it takes you back to this moment, whether it's a good moment, a traumatic moment, or, you know, whatever it may be. It's the same thing when I'm speaking or helping other people or just like love to wear it because I know how those things make me feel. So I really like to utilize, I mean, all my tattoos are lyrics from bands that I love like Queen and Elton John and Styx and all of that kind of era. So if I didn't have those things, I mean, it's kind of a random thing, but it's definitely, it runs deep. So I think that's cool. I love that. And I love that again, it has that meaning for you, but that's what gives you your confidence. I was a part of your journey and your stories. You're like, what can I put on physically? That's going to help me put on the confidence that I need to kind of walk onto that stage and handle what I need to handle. So I love that it, again, it runs so much deeper. I think a lot of us overlook what music means or we say it, it's kind of become a cliche, like music and coffee. Um, But also it's like, no, but really let's, Let's talk about what this means for me. I am a singer. I grew up doing musical theater. So I absolutely resonate with everything that you're saying. And I'm like, no, music and theater are my therapy. But people are like, yeah, it's cute. I'm like, no, really. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Here. Exactly. <laughs> I love I love that that's a part of your story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Awesome. So I guess I should tell people again what you actually do. <laughs> so former mental health professional turned speaker. I know you focus Mm -hmm. on going into like high schools and really fixing today's youth because Gen Z and Gen Z, Gen, what is it? Alpha, I think is this next group. Like they, they need all the help and love and affection that they can get and to not have to repeat what their parents have gone through, you know, for sure. So as a mom myself, so glad that there's people out here going out and fixing and preparing our next generation for for what's to come in this crazy, crazy world, but you're also yeah. doing it for others, right? For your, for yourself, for your friends, you're doing it on social media for anyone that can mm-hmm. find you. So one, thank you. Um, but you've taken your own you know, journey with anxiety and you're also, again, educated, professional, certified. She knows what she's talking mm-hmm. about um, and helping people. So I'd love to hear kind of what got you started on this journey and you can definitely share in detail and specifics what it is you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. So gosh, it's been a journey. That's for sure. I think that, um, well, first of all, I always like to say like, I am a former school counselor. Like I I don't actively counsel now. So I like to just lead with that always. Cause you know, you, you say those things and people automatically think you're still practicing or, you know, when I was never a psychiatrist, so I've never dealt with like medication. I'm definitely not a medical doctor. So I always like to kind of just say those things out in the open. Um, all the things I talk about, you know, I obviously know, and definitely more than most based on my formal education and experience. Um, but as far as like active, like active counseling, like I don't do that anymore. So I just like to preface that. So if people reach out, cause inevitably they do, they're like, do you do counseling? And I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) not anymore, not anymore, but I direct them. I can definitely direct them to different resources, but, um, Gosh, it's been a journey. So I, 
you know, gosh, it's like, where do you start with these types of stories? Because it's definitely started when I was very, very young, you know, looking back when you're older, you know, I'm 35. So looking back to when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and like having all of these, these major anxiety episodes that we didn't know were anxiety at the time, because, you know, you just don't talk about it. Like then, like we do now it's very prevalent. The conversations are heavy, um, and more relevant than they, than they used to be. But I often ask, like, were we all struggling then? Like we were like, people are now like youth are now, and maybe we just didn't realize it, or maybe we weren't, I don't know. I, I, you know, we have to go back in time to kind of see, you know, what that looks like, but um, you know, it really took a turn like right after high school, cause high school was very much a struggle, which is one reason why I lean into that age group. But, you know, right in college, when you're really starting to develop the, the neurological ability to see big picture and understand what's going on. But when you've lived, you know, you've hid inside this identity for so long, it, be, it becomes who you are on the inside, but then that starts to radiate on the outside, right? Like how you feel on the inside will radiate on the outside and your actions, your behaviors, even just your overall, like how you look even, I mean, gosh, if I showed you some before photos, it's just like, who is this? I mean, I'm not kidding. I remember back in the throes of it, you know, when I was young, I got my first passport made and those are good for like what, 10, 10 years or so. (laughs) And so the last time I used it, you know, the people were like, this isn't you like they, they like, like two people had to look at my passport to verify that it was me. And I'm like, no, that's me like that. I mean, I was obviously a wreck at that time and it showed like yeah. hardcore to the point where it doesn't even look like me and it doesn't, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, oh my God. But, um, so it's interesting that I was in school for it. You know, my bachelor's and my master's degree in some of the worst years of my life, in terms of dealing with anxiety and learning how to cope with it and going through counseling. And I was on anxiety medication for a while. And, you know, I gained 70 pounds with all of that and didn't know it was happening. I was in multiple abusive relationships. I was engaging in just outrageously self-destructive behavior. All of this was radiating outward, you know, but all in the name of like, yo, you, you know, I'm young YOLO, like, let's do all the things. No, that wasn't who I was at the core, but who I was at the core, I didn't really know because in high school, I still hid in that persona of like, I'm fine. Everything's good. It just manifested differently because you're younger. You know, it was a lot of like retreating and not really socializing, which I still avoid, but for different reasons now. So it's like, but gosh, that's definitely just the high level view. And then after I got my master's, you know, going into school counseling and taking care of myself, I'd really discovered fitness and it really just taught me structure, discipline, and routine, which was someone who struggles with anxiety. Those things can help alleviate a lot, a lot of symptoms, stress, anxious feelings, panic, because when we establish habits and discipline, then that's a lot of free mental space. We don't have to think about, especially when we lean into things within our routine and our structure that are actually coping skills. For me, it was fitness. For me, it was personal development, you know, um, creating my own daily routine, you know, and that's one of the things I talk about when I speak to young people is starting to learn to establish that routine, 
with whatever helps you, right? Whether it's art, music, work, because right now when we're young, our routines are set for us, right? We go to school at eight o'clock. We're out at three. Some of us go to work. Some of us play sports. I mean, your routines are set for you, but man, when you get out of high school, sometimes that can really be a tipping point for people who are struggling. It was definitely one of mine as I didn't know how to set boundaries, my schedule, my routine, none of that. And it showed, it showed hard. So I, I dove into, you know, my fitness routine. And, and one day, I don't know what prompted me, but I went live on Facebook in the midst of an anxiety attack. I went live. This was years ago. I want I, seven, eight years ago. I mean, it's been a while and I don't know what prompted me, but obviously the universe was nudging me to do it. And I was just very raw and real with what I was feeling, what was going on, my struggles. And the next day, the outpouring of people saying, Hey, me too. Thank you. I didn't know other people struggled like I did. It was just a really big eye-opening moment. I even had people like when I was out and people saw me, they would like physically come up to me and they're like hugging me. They're like, I just appreciate this. This was amazing. And I'm like, I mean, the feedback was just like, thank you. It was crazy. And I couldn't believe what was happening. So I was like, okay, okay. You know, and then I started to kind of put this together that there's a need here for this. There's a need to, for people to feel like they're not alone, that people are struggling also. And again, with this being like eight, 10 years ago, I don't even know, but it's out there somewhere, you know, because once (laughs) it's on social media, it's out there. Um, it just became easier for me to talk about. And it became very healing for me, if I'm being honest with you. So it was very much like, wow, I'm not only helping people, but I'm feeling better. Cool. Let's keep doing this. How do we do this? You know, and then the years went on and work went on. And I remember one day just, you know, in public speaking of all things does not give me anxiety, which gives a a neurotypical anxiety, right? A person who doesn't struggle, they're like, I would rather die than get on stage in front of people. But me, I'm like, okay, what up? Like, let's do this. But um, it's so interesting, so weird. But I Googled one day how to become a public speaker, you know, and then how we met the company we met through. That's that's how I found that company. And I enrolled with them and shameless plug, the speaker lab. <laughs> and Grant's program is great, everyone. <laughs> Grant's program's great. Gosh, that was that was about five years ago, six years ago now that I, I did gosh, five years ago, five years ago. And ever since then, you know, I've just made it my mission to get this message out there. And I started leaning into high school and now some college students, because like I said, the we are never so perfectly positioned to help other people than when we help the person we once were. And that was, those were the years when I really needed someone. And unfortunately now in the world we live in, that is the age group that needs someone like they're struggling extra hard, especially Mm -hmm. post pandemic, right? Are we post? We're pretty much post. We're pretty post pandemic until the next one. Yeah. (laughs) We're pretty post right now, right now. We're we're pretty post and, uh, the next one and, it's, it's just been amazing. And the momentum has been crazy. The momentum has been so good, which is, makes me so happy, but also sad because I know that the need is there, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, 
it's just been a lot. So, I mean, that's a, even that long little jaunt of me talking is still the high level view. Cause I could pull so many different stories out from yeah. my own personal experience, but that's definitely the high level view. Yeah. I mean, I love what you said. And I think for, for so many of us, especially in our thirties, we were just told to think you're fine. You're fine. Life is yeah. fine. You're fine. Um, and there's elements of that. Like, no, my arm did not fall off. I guess technically I was physically okay, but there's right. also like, you know, the rest of me. Um, and I understand that, like our parents and our grandparents didn't have that knowledge. Like many of them, especially like our grandparents, you know, I'm talking to people who would be 90 or hundred if they were alive today, did not have the education that we have now on anything mentally, psychologically related. So I get that. Um, but at the same time, now that we have this knowledge, now that we have this foundation, what can we do to one, heal ourselves, <laughs> deal with, deal with the reality of it. But again, right. if we can not make someone go through what we've been through and whether you have a formal diagnosis or again, thank you 2020 for the reality slap in the face that everyone got, uh, you know, as well, like there's a million layers, you know, to it. There's a million different things. So one, I love that you're saying, Hey, telling my story was healing for me, but also like I'm giving back to the people who mm -hmm. are what I needed back then as well. Yeah. And so just a reminder, whatever type of business that you have, whether you're a speaker, whether you're a coach, even if you're a web designer, there's something, there's an element of your story that you are helping change lives. Mm -hmm. You're taking your skills, your knowledge, and your exper expertise to say, how can I make something better or less stressful for you and where you are in your journey? And so just like, yes, to all of us, to, to finding that thing. Um, one, find that thing that's helping you. Amen to structures. Like I remember being yes. on a webinar or something during the the beginning of the pandemic and someone was talking about how they got their first planner and I was like first first I have like and, five here <laughs> <laughs> and like it's never too late if you've never had never a too late. to this please go to Target or TJ Maxx or Walmart oh or at the dollar store and go get a planner but like this woman was like yeah like she had to be well over 40 making assumptions on how she looked on screen got her first planner and like happy for her that she was there. And I was like, I got my first planner at 14 and my life would have unraveled without one. Um, so wherever you are today, get your planner, write things down, have that structure, build that schedule. But I'll take it a step further and say, if you look at your schedule today and you don't like it, look at what you can change so that mm -hmm. maybe next month, or maybe you need a full three months to kind of make those changes. What can you put on your schedule that's yours? I will never tell you to wake up at 4 a.m. to do anything. I will never. Um, but figure out what your morning routine needs to look like. I'm a huge fan of night routines because I think how you end your day sets you up for the next day. So like, however you want to structure it, have a structure, have a schedule, especially these entrepreneurs who are BSing you on the like, do whatever you want, whenever you want. Truth oh, is, Lord. more structure yeah. than you right. will ever know. And so you can create your own schedule. Absolutely. You can choose your own rules, but have that foundation for yourself because that is what opens up the door to less stress, less anxiety, not crawling underneath the table, having a panic attack, which I have had. Um, and so like, just 
give yourself the chance to succeed and not, yes, life is a roller coaster, but let's have more ups and less downs where we can control it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like when I, when I talk to people too, especially people who let's say get their first planner, you know, like it's like, eh. but when you go about establishing a routine, especially with people who, even if you don't have a routine, that is a routine, right? Your routine is lack of structure. So when you implement structure, it's overwhelming, just like when you change your schedule. So I always tell people, I'm like, just change one thing, either add a behavior or remove one from your schedule for the week. That's it. Change one behavior, add or remove. And for some people, it's like remove one hour of sleep. So I'm going to get up an hour early. Okay, great. Or maybe it's add one workout for 30 minutes every day. I mean, it just depends on what you're doing, but add or remove one behavior that is not serving you. Right. Or that will serve you. Like, don't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to not, yes. I'm going to leave work an hour early. No, like that's not <laughs> what I'm money and feeding yourself should stay on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by a week at the end of the week, people will know if it serves them. I know they say it takes 21 days to make a habit. That's not what we're trying to do right now. We're testing what routine we want to put in place. So if you can stick to it for seven full days and feel good about it, if it has served you well, then maybe do it again the next week and maybe add or remove another behavior if you feel up to it. But I have been in my routine and my routine has changed for like 15 years now, you know, and it's like consistency is one of the things I talk about with kids too, is what, what it's just like, I tell them, you want to put on muscle. You go to the gym, you work out one time. Is that going to make you jacked? No. But what is, is consistency, right? It takes time, repetition to, to create that kind of momentum. So definitely testing it. And then, um, I always recommend power hours to people because a lot of times people get really overwhelmed. And what we don't realize is we actually waste a lot of time. Right. And just like when they say, if you give yourself three months to clean your house, it'll take you that long. If you give yourself three hours, it'll take you that long. You know, it's the same mentality of set yourself, give yourself those alarms on your phone, set time. I mean, that's how I work. I mean, you know, being an entrepreneur and also having a job, you know, that's not that you have to be very intentional with your time. And yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and, and again, I love that you said one one thing at a time, because I can tell you, you cannot fix your health and your diet and your finances and your mental well-being all in one right. day or one day. Um, it is a journey. So picking that one thing, hey, for the month of September, this is my goal. This is the plan. We'll add or subtract something again in November. Like give yourself that space and, and figure out what it is that's working for you best. Um, so many nuggets, even in you just sharing your story, but um, <laughs> I'd love to kind of know, like, if you know, you mentioned consistency, what else is it that you're sharing with students that even as entrepreneurs, you're like, these are kind of a roadmap to success as well. Oh gosh. Probably the main thing is acknowledging what you can and cannot control. That is such a huge self-awareness is so difficult for people, but Oftentimes when we get stressed with the students, it's, you know, anxiety, stress, but even as entrepreneurs, when we're building, 
businesses and we get stressed or frustrated, we tend to focus on the things that we can't control. And we really try to problem solve how we can start to control them. But the reality is, is that we're wasting so much time and energy on things that we just will never control. We just won't. So what I have kids do, and I, I definitely would challenge entrepreneurs, anybody to do this in your life with anything stressful. Okay. You, I tell them, take a piece of paper, just write whatever is causing you stress or anxiety at the top. And then you draw a line down the middle. And this can take a couple of days, a couple of hours, however long, but on one side of the piece of paper, you write down everything about the situation that you can control. What is in your control about this? And on the other side, you write what you can't control. And usually that list is much longer than what we can control. And then I say, fold the paper. We fold the paper and then we put it up. And all we're looking at is what we can control. And I'm like, all the other things, out of sight, out of mind. And then a lot of times kids will be like, but this person or this time or this month or this school, or I'm like, that doesn't matter. And they're like, well, but, but, but what? Can you change that? No, but then, but nothing. We need to focus on the things that we can control because those are our action items. If we can focus, just put all of our energy into what's important and what we can change, adapt, or modify, then we're going to see a lot more progress. We're going to feel a lot less stress, you know, because also when we see progress on things that we take action on, we're happier, we're more excited, we're more energetic. When we waste time on things that we can't control, we feel bogged down. You know, we're very anxious. We're upset. You know, it just, it's a very simple exercise. It's not easy for people, but nothing is right. Things can be very simple. People hear that and they're like, well, that's dumb. Like, I'm not going to write down on a piece of paper things I can and cannot control. And I'm like, okay, but I guarantee if you do it, it's going to be pretty eye-opening you know, and it does take time. So I definitely challenge people in any situation to do that exercise because it's going to give people a very different view of how they view like what's stressful and what's causing them stress. Yeah. I love that. And again, for, for certain things like you can't control the weather. So yes, your outdoor event, buy a tent. Like there's little things and like, I know tents cost money. People don't come at me in the DMs, but like literally I know it might cost an extra dollar but if that dollar is going to give you peace of mind on the day of like find that balance find where you're like this I can control and this I will also recognize it it is what it is um I I think honestly I I love doing so I'm all about self-awareness literally what I do I know right Um, (laughs) under the bridge of authentic leadership it's just self-awareness exactly (laughs) but it's really that of like what what is in my purview, but then also like, what skills can I add? And sometimes you can't add the skill. Like I will never actually be a graphic designer, no matter how much time I spend in Canva. Um, I'll get slightly better, but not really better, but also recognizing, Hey, this is what I can do. This is what I can excel at. So here's where I can improve and bringing in your, your knowledge or the practice or whatever you need for that area. And then building relationships with other people for all the other things you're like, this won't be my thing. Um, And so like recognize that, accept that, Um, accept that one, you're not God. I know you tried, so sorry. (laughs) Probably better for all of us. Like it's, I tell my kids, like it's a good thing I'm not God. Um, But like whatever that situation is, but I love that you're saying that, like write it down, see it in front of you because I think 
again, our brain does a lot more when we do write things down. And yes. sorry to all the people who want to fight me on it. It's literally proven by scientists. I was um, going like, to say like studies, <laughs> research, but that's okay. That's, that's okay. fine. But like <laughs> write it down, whether it's a brain dump, whether it's a formal list, I love kind of the, what can I control? What can I not control? But your brain's going to accept it a lot better than if you just allow that spiral to happen in your thoughts. Yeah. And, and a lot of times what we can't control, we'll see other people listed there. I mean, that's just a reality too. We cannot control the behavior, what comes out of people's mouths, what they say, what they do. Why do we let it bother us so much when we could take actions here? You know, it just, it's a lot of different things. It could it'd be so many different, different scenarios and situations. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Love all of it. Love this conversation. So many nuggets. Maybe you people need to go back and actually take notes if they weren't doing it um, as well. So what is that one thing though, Brittany, in the business that you built, speaking to the youth of today, but also on your social media, everything that you stand for, what is that one thing that you want people to remember you by? Well, really the one thing, the one takeaway I like people to have is that they aren't alone. That's like my big, my big thing is because, you know, and a lot of times and someone challenged me once and I appreciated the challenge and they were like, but what if they really are alone? What if they have nobody? And I'm like, well, wouldn't you count yourself as somebody? I mean, in the reality, true. But what I want them to know is even if we're having this conversation proves that we're not alone. I mean, there's, there's choices to be made there too on, on that, but I definitely believe that that's part of the infiltration in the mind when stress and anxiety get in there is that's the first thing it does is it wants you to feel alone because that's, that's the perfect environment for it to thrive. Right. And that's like, when I talk to students, my first point, when I talk to them is talking to someone and oftentimes I hear well, I can't talk to people because they won't understand, or I don't want to burden them with my problems. You know, all these different things. I'm like, oh, so it's already doing what it's wanting to do. It's isolating you, you know, and that can be true in any situation, even in entrepreneurship or leadership or building a business, the, you know, the best, if you're the best person in the room, then you're in the wrong room, right? We want to ask questions. We want to do better. We want to be better. But when you're young, you don't have the, like almost the neuro capacity to, to do that yet. Cause you just don't understand big picture. So that's really the message is you're not alone. I love that. And I love that reminder. Um, I think the entrepreneurial journey can feel very lonely in yeah. moments and sometimes daily. <laughs> um, and so having yeah. that reminder of like <laughs> other people have been there, other people are doing yes. this, other people have struggled in their yes. entrepreneurial journey, you know, just as much and finding those relationships where you're like, Hey, let's do this. And sometimes I know people want you to pay them. So you don't feel alone. There are free relationships out there. People. Yes, there are. Uh, go, go make <laughs> friends. Even if you go don't make pay friends. Them. <laughs> um, and I know it's hard to make friends in your thirties. Like I'm not denying reality, but stop making excuses. Go find right. Friends. <laughs> so exactly thank you so much Brittany I appreciate this conversation and you taking the time out I will drop your Instagram and your website for everyone to find you um everyone everyone even if you're not a student I'm just gonna put this out there expanding your business for you go book book Brittany like have her talk about <laughs> anxiety in your business with your clients with your customers it is something that we're all facing whether on 
a diagnosed yes. level or just life being hard. Oh, um, wow. We're all mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of these things. And so, so many solutions that Brittany can offer to you. And if you are, you know, a teacher or you work in a school system or youth groups or all the things, then definitely call Brittany. I'm here. <laughs> um, as well. But um, if you want to know more about Brittany, again, her Instagram and website will be linked in the show notes. Um, and then like they can go to your website, like book a call with you. Yep. So they can book a discovery call and connect with you, um, learn more about bringing you physically or virtually into their environment as well. But Brittany, thank you so much again for sharing your message and for joining us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me anytime. Let's do it again. I'm, I'm here for it. So <laughs> whatever you need, Kristen, you let me know. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, five simple steps to build a profitable business roadmap based on your natural abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.